What's good, nerds? Welcome back to uh, 25? 25 Gaming Unplugged. Uh, I'm your host. Uh, Arthur. I am here. I get back again. Uh, we got Idris. Hello. And Emmett. Oh yeah. If you if you want to sing the if you want to sing the, the the song, Emmett, go ahead. Da, 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 da. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, let's jump. Come on, do the Mario. Give one step and then again. Come on, come on, come on. It's the Mario. <laughs> Why the hell am I a piece of paper? No, my does does it exist on the same TV blade? Oh shit! Now it's origami. What the? F- okay, okay. So they're gonna make weird stuff of that now. Weird episode because we don't have yeah. anything specific to talk about. Well, we do, but we're gonna be talking about a lot of stuff because uh, surprisingly, during a uh, quarantine, a lot of stuff related to video games has been happening. Like starting with Paper Mario. Uh, the oh, origami yeah. game. So they, I, it's funny actually. I woke up yesterday, right? At like, I, I slept in, right? I woke up, yeah, I got up at like 10. I, I look at my phone and people are, and people, <laughs> and people are talking about, uh, like Paper Mario. And I'm like, oh, did people start playing Thousand Year Door during quarantine? And I'm like, wait, there's a new game? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's I'm pretty sure that's a story that a lot of people had. Yeah, like I woke up to the news. I like fucking Idris. You sent the trailer to our. You you sent a link to the to the trailer for the game at like six in the morning. Because I saw the trailer and I was like, "Whoa, new Paper Mario! I got to see this for myself." You saw the trailer at six in the morning, though. What were you doing at six in the morning? I get up early. It was Thursday. Damn. Oh, yeah, early, I, sleep in, I just I just I, finished I like my AP exam too. Yeah, but like fucking, it, it was I so it's so weird, and it comes so like they just announced the game yesterday. Yeah, and it comes out in like what three months? Uh, yeah, two, two months. months. Two yeah. months. Yeah, two months. Like that's ridiculous. Like how long have they been working on this game? No. It's almost like the Final Fantasy VII remake. You know how long that game was also in the development. No, but like Paper Mario. Yeah, no, this is kind of because like no, Intelligent like... Systems was also also worked on the Fire Emblem game. You know, Fire Emblem Three Houses. But they all and so I'm guessing that they had two teams working on the different games. You know, yeah. one team well, doing Paper about... Mario and the other one doing the Fire Emblem. But let's talk about the game. Um, I watched the trailer and I've played. A bunch of Paper Mario games, right? Like, yeah. I didn't play much of the original, but I played a Thousand Year Door, um, and uh, Super Paper Mario, and I also played Sticker Star, um, and Sticker Star was like that turning point in the series because a lot of people don't like Sticker Star. Um, yeah, because... I like Color Splash personally. I like it um, quite a bit. Its aesthetic is it's it's writing, it's combat. It's definitely not as good. As the previous games, but I think on its own, it's uh, it's, it's yes, yeah, nice. it's a solid game, but uh, that but I don't think that's what uh, people had a problem with. I mean, yeah, no, no. yeah. color splash or probably the fact that it looked a lot like a regular Mario game. You know, Bowser yeah. does something. There's a princess. Yeah. princess. Also, it, it, every... a... all right, go ahead, go ahead. There's a really funny image, and I mean, I'm sorry to cut you off, but there's a really funny image um, where, it, like, it shows, like, the different, like, toad designs from, like, every Paper Mario game. So, so like, it's got a bunch of toads from um, Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door, and they all look different. They're all wearing different clothes. They have different yeah, hairstyles. Yeah, they and, then you look at, and then you look at the toads from, like, Sticker Star, and, and they Star- all look exactly the same. <laughs> Yeah. From color splash. The only variation is like color. The color, the color of their shirt. Like that's yeah, it. Yeah, the color the shirt and that's it. Other um, than that, it's just I think that's and I think that's a very valid criticism. Yeah. So I like I like Sicker Star. It's not as good as the previous games, but I had fun with it. Um This is really offensive to Toads, as, you know. <laughs> 
because we're saying they all look the same. No, yeah. I mean, well, they I didn't mean, used to. They different. Yeah, they but, used to have you know, different designs that made going through the worlds kind of fun, a lot fun. Yeah. But then like, it, intelligent systems got the idea like, oh, this, since like, uh, since Mario and Luigi RPG series exists, that means Paper Mario's got to do experimental stuff now, which started in like with Super Paper Mario, which is a great game. I haven't played it yet, but a lot of people say oh, that. No. Super Paper Mario was great. Like it does yeah. everything different from the previous yeah. games. And yet it, its story is actually really good. Um, it's it it's a platformer, right? So there's no combat per se, but it's still a lot of fun. Yeah, and then and then like uh, but then the problem people have with Sticker Star is that it's not really an RPG. It's not really experimental, right? Yeah, it's not real. It's not really like an RPG, in the fact that you don't have experience points or systems. You just collect cards and use that for turn based. Yeah, you collect like. Every attack in that game was tied to a resource, which I didn't like. Yeah, um, which is, thankfully, yeah, a lot of people don't like. Yeah, thankfully, Wait, Origami King doesn't seem to have that, so I'm yeah. happy about that. I would uh, say, yeah. that, I would say, Sticker Star is an RPG. Yeah, it's an RPG, but it it just feels like it wasn't given as much effort. That might have been the problem too. Yeah, yeah, that too, because like a lot of the mechanics are are just like. If they feel like they're not very well thought out. Like, there's a roulette mechanic where, like, you gamble some coins and, like, and you spin a slot machine, right? And yeah, if you, get, you, and if you match three, that. then you get to just use more attacks in one turn, which is kind of stupid. Because, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I don't think it's a mechanic that people use in that game. No, that's the thing, right? It's busted, so people are going to use it, right? It's really yeah. useful. But it's just not really fun, and it doesn't. It's not like cool. It's not like fun to use because all you do is you spend coins, and then you maybe get to attack more. Yeah, like that's not. There's not much to it. I would even say the Mario and Luigi series had more to it than Paper Mario. Oh yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, that's they do. Like they're they're heavily based off of um, the, the the Super Mario RPG from the NES. But yeah, because like, everything in that game was bizarre. Yeah, so they do the same with Superstar Saga. I wouldn't yeah. say they're inspired by Mario RPG so much because they they are very different. It's that dynamic, right, between Mario and Luigi that you see in gameplay. You know, A button for Mario, B button for Luigi. And yeah. then to avoid all the all the all the attacks and special attacks are designed around that. Um, but also- anyways, back on topic. Or wait, sorry. Go ahead. I was also gonna say you can also avoid your attacks, which most RPGs don't do. That and also they was going to be a countering attack for the enemy. Like if you attack them, they were gonna block or try to attack back too. But that wasn't really. Yeah, they were going to do it, but they wanted to actually make it fair, so they didn't. Yeah, that would be kind of yeah. Especially for partners in time. Hmm. But anyways, back on topic. Um, let's talk about Origami King, right? Because we haven't yeah. said much about the game yet. Uh, um, it's dark. It looks like traits from Sticker Star and the paint and paint um, jam still linger on in that game. Like you, you know the color splash. Yeah, uh, and color splash still linger on in that game. Like with the NPC designs, and that they're still the same Toad. Uh, it's, um, it's no, dark. see, there are it's actually crazy. there are actually different toads. Yeah, yeah, um, there, I think it's cool. Wait, I there do, are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like an like, a, there's like an explorer toad and like. A, oh yeah, that's that's probably. I don't like know. That's the only one. That's the only one I remember have, from the trailer. But still, yeah, there are different toads. toads in like Mario games already. Um, the trailer opens up, um, with this really like dark tone to it, which I actually really like. Yeah, it's like, dark, gritty. It opens over like origami peach. It is like saying Can you some see Koopa's like, getting tortured. No, she says some like horror movie level shit. It's like it's really weird. And you really like it because like when Paper Mario has like a dark story, that's like 
I don't know what it just it immediately pulls me in, right? Like with Super Paper Mario. Super Paper Mario's story is amazing. Uh it looks the world it, ending dimension. It's amazing complex. to just watch unfold. Haha. <laughs> Pun intended. Um <laughs> Pun intended. Um but Pun entirely I, intended, I, you mean. I'm kidding. I'm... Like the the darker tone that the that the origami king is going with, especially because then it stands out a lot more color from the plots of uh yeah, from the plot of Sticker Star. And... No, Color Splash I think was interesting, and, uh, but Sticker Star's story was really yeah, boring. Yeah, it's just my. Um, so I'm glad that the series is taking this different direction. I mean, with most of the stories, um, also I do like the. I was going to say, no, Evan, no, with most ahead. of the stories in Mario, at least they put a spin on things like the RPG games and the Galaxy games, Mario Sunshine, and other kinds of reincarnations of Mario. They don't just do the basic or the generic plot where something is taken and you have to go get it. Yeah, which is what uh, Sticker Star did with uh, the story, which is yeah. Princess Peach gets kidnapped by Bowser. And he... So I wouldn't say their plots um... are as like generic, but I'd say they're they're just out there. Fuck, did I? Hold on, let me fix something real quick. I need to turn off my phone's oh. vibrator. Oh, that's your phone. I thought that was mine. Because I didn't... Because uh, I'm because I'm stupid, basically. Oh, yeah. Okay, turn off I think we're good. Gosh darn phone. Um, but... Um... I do also like the the origami designs. I do okay. I know a lot of people don't like it as much, but for me, I really like the the just the paper aesthetic um, of Sticker Star and Color Splash and uh, Origami okay. King. It's not a lot of people think that no, but because like a lot of people think that it let it like it's not like um, the other games that the game's visuals. No, it's just that a lot of people don't really like how like. How everything oh. looks like paper. Uh, <laughs> like some people, right? Like Not everyone, but I like it a lot. I like it a lot, and I think they've really been doing a good job with the. Uh, I think the like bigger, I think like the problem visuals. that people had with it was that it was a so is that was that the paper style was normally associated with some form of paper gimmick. That was you know that was a trend that was introduced in like, um, sticker star. Which was that there was like a uh, new paper, there's like a new gimmick related to paper and something. Right. And I feel yeah, like maybe. the paper. I think I might know what you're talking about. Is it like arts and crafts, maybe? I think it was. Yeah. And again, it's like a unique direct, it's a cool direction to take the series. Like imagine like the unique locations you can create with paper, but with like. Oh yeah. Well, Sticker Star, they just went for standard Mario locations. So like the grass, yeah, desert, uh, snow. Sticker Star wasn't very. Really so, like was gra- oh. so you we- mean like the basic grass, desert, and snow levels, basically, or? Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Basically. Yeah, I, I. Because that's what Sticker Star that's, did. That's what every Mario game, not every Mario game, but that's what most Mario games do. Like uh. Well, yeah, but I think that's one thing people like missed about like the original sticker stuff about the original Paper Mario games is that those like unique environments that you wouldn't see in any other one Mario game, game. For example, would have to be like New Super Mario Brothers and the and you because those games do that do the same thing with like the levels as well. But you did it completely differently with um the level layouts, like the yeah new New Super Mario Brothers U. It tries to be pretty inventive, and it does, and it does it pretty. Yeah, well, especially with that uh, painting level. Yeah, that was really nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's obviously that's a standout. That they level. should have used more of in that game, instead of like a lot had, of locations. Like make most of their games more, like most of their levels artistically create accurate, or not accurate, but just creatively make them. Artistic. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But back on track, uh, um, the new paper gimmick for Origami King is the Origami Arms, and I believe it's going to be a much also, better gimmick than uh, the color, the stickers in the paint. I think it was uh, paperization in uh, Sticker Star. Yeah. 
Have you guys seen the game? Um, and the color splash had the paint hammer. Yeah. And I feel like what makes uh, the origami arm black different is that it's taking advantage, it's actually taking advantage of Switch hardware. Um, oh, I guess it just is going to be back. Oh, damn, it just yeah. left. Um, well, uh, shit, that kind of, like, it just leaving kind of threw me off. Yeah, me too. Um, Hold on, let me let me try to message him. Where'd you go, Idris? Um, I'm sure he'll be back. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be back too. Um, but anyways, I do. Also, it seems like they're bringing back partners. Yeah, it does. which is something that people have also been complaining about in these games. How like there aren't any unique like party members. Yeah. Um. Um. And here's the thing. It does. It it. it does look like they're they're only going to be on the overworld, but oh, he's calling. Idris is calling someone. Yeah. All right, let's leave him too. Anyways, um, so but in a chat in a deleted Chinese trailer because Nintendo released a trailer for China, but then they dis- but then they like quickly deleted it. There was a clip that showed the Explorer Toad that you mentioned earlier in the battle arena. Yeah. So I think that is something that's going to be in the game. Like, what I wonder, the topic of the combat, or actually, go ahead, finish. It, I don't know if it's going to be, uh, it's going to be if it's going to be a part of the combat or if it's going to be, uh, just exploration or aesthetic detail for the battles. But I, but I do like what they're doing with a lot of the partners in that um they in that you're teaming up with like Bowser's minions. I think that while we're on the topic of combat, they're doing something really weird. Like all the enemies are on like a disc and you can like spin it around. Yeah, it's a, like, it's called like the ring system, I believe. Yeah, so you spin the disc around so you and then you move the enemies around and then you attack them like in a you only attack the enemies like in a straight in the line right in front of you. And I think it's weird, yeah. but I do really want to see what they do with this. Yeah, um, it looks unique, especially when you compare it to like Sticker Star and, Col- and Color Splash. And again, like attack your attacks, it seems like they aren't limited to um, how many jump stickers or how many hammer stickers you have, or, or how, how many, many cards, cards you, have. you have, which I am again very excited for because tying your basic attack to a limited resource is the dumbest idea for any rpg like imagine you're just fighting the final boss and you run out of stickers like can you imagine that yeah and like, me and sticker star it's terribly designed it's and it's they tried terrible to idea. That in, and they tried to remedy that in color splash by with the paint mechanic but people just kept leveling up on paint so much that they got infinite cards. And so that's just basically meaningless in the grand scheme of things. Hey, just- hey Idris, you're back. We were talking we were talking about the combat in Origami King. Yeah. And how it's got like a ring. No, yeah, I I heard it. I saw the what the gameplay looks like. Yeah. I yeah, so as I was saying about how Color Splash tried to fix the whole running out of stickers or cards issue from uh, Sticker Star, they tried to make it so that with the paint, you can paint in more cards. But then a new problem came in, and it's that you, you just instantly leveled up on more paint. So there was no point in having Don't you mean there was no paint? Haha. <laughs> I'm that, sorry. That doesn't make sense because paint's used to fill up to uh, color no. the cards. It's a joke. It was a joke. Uh-huh. It, it's a funny. I, I get it. It's funny. Funny joke. Oh wow, we spent 20 minutes talking about Paper Mario Origami King. Huh. I mean, it's got like so much to discuss about. We, we have so much to talk about. Then? I have like two post-it notes, stuff we got to talk about, right next to me. Um, yeah. Okay, let's move on really quick. Um, yeah. Let's move- in related news, um, I 
this is off topic, but they just updated Jump Force for everybody who doesn't know. Uh, Jump Force. What, what, uh, did, yeah. they, what did they add in? <laughs> they added more anime characters. Uh, did people like, do people still play Man. Jump Force? I mean, they're porting Jump Force to Switch, so maybe. Yeah. I don't um, know. I, I mean, it didn't run well on consoles anyways. Yeah, I'm surprised the Switch can even handle Jump Force. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I want to make a jump. I want to make a jump force joke because I feel like jump force is. Basically... Oh wait, jump force is currently the best selling, the fourth best selling game of 2019 to date. What? What? No this sense. game is. Right. <laughs> it's so everybody well. loves. It's... Okay, Arthur, one word. Weeaboos. Oh yeah. Think about it, because they like anime and they love fighting games, so it's the perfect chemistry for everybody to but buy it. Yeah, it's care. like a- whatever, whatever. You know what? I can't even. I can't yeah, even talk about on Jump Force. I haven't. I haven't played it. All I know is it looks bad, but yeah. I should probably like play it before I say anything about it. Popped in a bunch of anime characters in an Unreal Engine stock asset field. <laughs> but anyways, like let's let's move on. Better. Idris, uh, yeah. what do you want to talk about? You have some topics, right? Yeah, like you wanted to talk about one. Streets of Rage Four. Yeah, of course, I wanted to talk about Streets of Rage Four. Um, for anybody who doesn't know what Streets of Rage is, Streets of Rage is a beat 'em up series developed by Sega for the, developed by Sega for the Sega Genesis and had like three games going around, going on, but then they kind of stopped doing. Uh, they, there, there were like attempts. One by a yeah. foreign studio for the Saturn to make a 3D version, and another one by the series creators to make like another 2D version. Yeah, exactly. But and there have been like fan, oh, yeah. yeah. And there have been like other fan games of Streets of Rage too. Like somebody tried making a 3D Streets of Rage, and that that what didn't look too good. But uh, Streets of Rage wasn't really forgotten. Besides, they've it's they've been in, but it's mostly just Axel. But they the Streets of Rage series had crossovers like with. Project X Zone 2, a strategy game for the 3DS, and Sega Heroes, a mobile puzzle game celebrating. Which got the, shut down. Yeah. yeah sadly is going sadly is going to shut down in a few days. But uh again, those were the only things that appeared, but nothing really, really was brought up from the series apart until like Streets of Rage 4 came out and everybody rejoiced when they heard that they were making a new one. And actually and I gotta say it looks amazing, and the animations are, and they have very fluid fighting animations too for every single character and enemy. Yeah, and like they even got a. Wait, no, sorry. They, go on. Re, they also got a huge redesign too. That was about it. I've seen I, I've seen a lot of uh fan art of Streets of Rage characters, and like a lot of like streamers playing Streets of Rage, um, but like I haven't like played. <laughs> I don't play many beat 'em ups. Like I grew yeah, up, playing, yeah, yeah. I grew up playing uh, Ninja Turtles, uh, Turtles in Time. Um, Reshelled or the no, one? no, the original. Okay. Oh, hey, and, right like, there. Uh, I have a question. Yeah. Have you ever played Rojaldinho Ro- soccer yet? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sorry to I'm sorry to divert the topic from Streets of Rage. Um, yeah. But I just got to talk about Ronaldinho Stalker 64 real quick. It's just a ripoff of a soccer game. Okay, let me explain. Let me explain, right? This game's just ripping off. So let me explain the infamous meme. So Ronaldinho Stalker is a bootleg version released only in Brazil of... I forget what it was called. Uh, I believe it was international super international superstar so- mm-hmm. soccer. Um, yeah, international superstar soccer. It was a Konami game. Um, yeah, and and these bootleggers in Brazil, of course, they they bootlegged the game. Um, just changed a few assets and called it. Uh, Ronaldinho Soccer, named after, you know, Ronaldinho. 
Yeah, and it's it, uh, I haven't played the game myself. I'm, I assume it's the same as the original, but yeah, it's pretty much recently the... this game's title screen specifically became a meme. Oh, I heard the guy who screamed the words Ronaldinho soccer. He doesn't even speak Portuguese. That would be really funny, actually. No, it's. I heard it was true. But considering the game's nature as a bootleg, I, I mean, anything is possible. We just don't know. There's just not yeah. enough information to go off of. But that's. But that's. I don't want to keep talking about that because it's just a yeah, stupid let's thing talk after about all. Rage some more. Do you have anything? I mean, I can't really say anything about Streets of Rage. Yeah, me neither. I've just it's played really... like I have heard. I have played like the three. Ga- I have played the series and. It is. It does have its moments where it actually is a pretty good beat 'em up, similar to Final Fight and Double Dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do appreciate the. I, <clears throat> sorry. I do appreciate that this game does have. So it does. It is like. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> I will say that the game actually does do a pretty good job with the animation, similar to the Battletoad game. And that it's similar, and also like how the hand-drawn animations feel similar to the Wonder Boy remake as well, which was also developed yeah. by the same person. Yeah, so, yeah. Datemu, right? Yeah, Datemu. Yeah, yeah their even, animations so, are always great. Yeah, like if I were able, if I were able, if they were able to like make any other Sega game that was hand-drawn like that, I'd prefer more Alex Kid because I'd say that would work in that kind of art style. Yeah, right, right. They can also do like a these. They can also bring back Golden Axe too. Probably. Yeah, there's a lot of Sega franchises that people can bring back. But Sega oh, yeah, doesn't Sega. Want like. You, but again, you already know it, what I'm going to talk about. You already know. Yeah, what oh, yeah. yeah but, but again, it's not Sega that. It's not just Sega that does this too. It's every other company that doesn't really want to deal with the franchise they have anymore yeah, yeah like you atlas who has it who or hasn't Nintendo, said anything or capcom about yeah. like atlas hasn't fucking shin megami tensei 5 was announced four years ago yeah and we still know nothing about that game like nothing another um, thing another thing people want to act like uh, sega's been neglecting their franchises to focus on sonic no they've been focusing on yakuza if anything, is their new Sonic. And Fantasy yeah. Star Online too, right? Yeah, because yeah. like Yakuza is way more successful than Sonic has been in this decade. Um, like, in terms of like game sales rise and game reception rise. Especially is... Yakuza 0. I would also, I'd also say like the, um, the music in that, in, in Streets of Rage would also... Sorry to cut this off, but I'd say like the Streets of Rage is, soundtrack is really good and has a mixture between like Klaus Veer music and just basic and just basic part party music. Yeah, Klaus Veer is the guy who did the music for Lethal League Blaze, right? Yeah, of course. That's what oh, it, right. that's what it kind of feels similar. That sounds similar too, and the inclusion of the retro the retro um characters, which are just. Oh, yeah. Sprites from the Streets of Rage one, two, and three. Yeah, they, yeah. and I heard that I they really liked those characters from Streets of Rage one, two, and three. And the inclusion of having you play every single soundtrack from the previous Streets of Rage games, and that felt like a really good detail too. That sounds actually. Well, not only that, but like they also had guest a lot of guest composers for the boss tracks, like oh, yeah, Yoko Shimura was a guest composer. Oh yeah, Yoko Shimura did music for that game too. Yeah, Hideki Naganuma was going to be a guest composer, but he had to drop out because he was busy with something else. Hmm, wonder he what was he was busy, busy with. Family guy. He 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 had a deal with Seth MacFarlane. He <laughs> he, he didn't want to. He was like, eh, I could work on Streets of Rage Four, but Family Guy is on right now. Yeah, I, ha- I had a call with Seth MacFarlane, and he told me, hey, I like your music. Can you do some music for my uh, show? I was like, you know what? Yeah, I love Family Guy. And then ran, all- ran over there and just shared his music with him. Speaking of Hideki Naganuma and dead Sega franchises, you already know what's up. Yeah, just a radio. 
Uh, Jet Set Radio. Oh my Remember god. Remember when okay. Sega was like turning down pitches from developers who wanted to make a new Jet Set Radio game, and they're like, "No, nah, it didn't make us enough money back then." It didn't. It didn't make enough money because it was an Xbox exclusive. Yeah. And it, like and nobody in Japan Xbox, got an Xbox. Xbox exclusive. And you know what else was an Xbox yeah, exclusive? Halo. Well, yeah, but yeah. Halo. I mean, but Halo's like geared towards an American audience. It's so weird how they were like, you For know sure. what? Let's release this game on the Xbox, and then how did the and then how did the Xbox do in Japan? Not um, good. Not good. It, it, it's not a success there. I know because I know the Xbox One. Is like, is like a failure in Japan, like completely. But I'm not sure about the original Xbox. Uh, original Xbox also did not do good. Japan is a market that uh, uh, Microsoft uh, fails to get. I think the only time they did succeed was with Xbox 360, and like I believe that was during launch when PS3 was. You yeah, know the original the original Xbox didn't do so well, and the 360 yeah. like got worse, and the Xbox One is just abysmal there. No, no, uh, 360 was actually a lot better because there was a lot more exclusive Japanese games made. For yeah, that. but only slightly. Yeah, only slightly. I mean, like there were a few good all- like Japanese Xbox exclusives. Xbox yeah, like Like Rising. Again, although the console was like a. Although the console was like a trash kind of console, it still had some pretty good. Ca- no, like, it still had a good history of games. The so. console was great, right? It's no, the just like the console was fine. That it wasn't the problem, right? Yeah, um, it just failed to reach an um an audience in Japan. Yeah, yeah, Which they weren't. Weird, not everybody's gonna. Not everything's perfect. Not everybody's really gonna enjoy no, that did. the kind of console. No, it's just like the kind of games that came out for the Xbox. Like they didn't appeal to the Japanese audience. Um, yeah. But anyways, back on the topic of Jet Set Radio. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been on a huge Jet Set Radio uh, fucking kick recently. Um, so Idris, you want to you want to share with the class? What? Well, I mean, you're you're talking. I, I I I don't know. I thought you wanted to like oh, no. say something. No, yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, everybody from different, like, parts of the world have their opinions on different consoles. Oh, well, sure. About it. Oh, yeah, sure. Like, sure. not everybody's going to enjoy the con- kind of console they put out. Yeah. So it's kind of reasonable to just, like, say, I don't want this. I really just want to get something else. Well, yeah. It's just, like, a matter of, like, like, Microsoft should have seen that and, like, gotten more, like, Japanese exclusives, which they did with the 360. Yeah, um, but then uh, Xbox One, there's barely any Japanese. Yeah. didn't they just do like re or something or but, remasters? Um, I don't know actually. But anyways, anyways, um, get back on track with Jet Set Radio. So um, Jet Set Radio. Um, and I mentioned this before. Um, I I played through the original game again, and it's. It's definitely not a game for everyone, right? I will start off by saying that. Rated E for nobody. <laughs> I, I think Jet Set, the original Jet Set Radio was rated like T. What, E10? T for teen? Yeah, yeah. T for teen. E10 it's kind of T because it does have its slurs here and there. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't have no, no, it doesn't have slurs. I don't think. No, no, both Jet Radio games were rated. No, not cur- not slurs, but just cursing, like. Just profanity, profanity sometimes. Maybe yeah. in like some of the lyrics, but who can understand what they're saying in those songs? Like really, on Jets of Radio Future, yeah, some, like, some ones did like "Damn, there was hell," you know, well, yeah. basically. Yeah, also, like that. Captain also characters had like actual guns. Yeah, like, the that cops. too. Oh yeah, you're right. They did. Um, but anyway, talking about the characters phrase for, for, for. But I've been playing a lot of Jets of Radio, and one thing that like. And, like, of course, one thing that stands out to me is, like, the soundtrack, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good. And recently, I found out about this cool website um, called jetsetradio.live. Oh, yeah. Um, I've, I've been across – I've been around that one for, before, too. It's really yeah. cool. So what it is, right, it's, it's this, like, website. Like, it has a bunch of, like, Jet Set Radio, like, content on it for fans. Um, it, has, it has a music channel. You can just like stream um, music 
um and uh and like it's all separated into different like playlists and genres and it's all like random shuffled around um perfectly random as well as organized by theme right so there's like the lo-fi lo-fi hip-hop beats to study and relax to there's um there's like there's there's some there's different playlists d based on the different uh the different gangs in Jet Set Radio, so like the GGs and the Noise Tanks. Um, Poison Jam plays like grunge rock, which I think is cool. Um, Doom Doom Riders is like classic rock. Um, was, was it Love Struck or what was the game? The Love called? Rockers from Jet Set Radio. Yeah, the Love Rock. Uh, yeah, they have like a playlist yeah, on that site. It's um, mostly. Do they have Grace and Glory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got like the original soundtrack and the Jetsa Radio feature soundtrack too. They have some remixes. Thank you. They have some high quality rips, of course. Why is this a new Jetsa Radio movement too? Um, it sounds like yeah, Jetsa Radio movement. Yeah, uh, a, a movement to because people are like we're gonna because like there's like some people are like we're gonna make our own Jetsa Radio stuff because. We're tired of Sega not doing Jack with a property. Like, remember that Jet Set Radio prototype made by Dinosaur Games? Yeah, that Sony liked, but like yeah. Sega was like, no, we don't yeah. want that. We don't. If, if, no. they, if they didn't want it, then they can just give the rights to Jet Set Radio to the, the Sony. No, see, that's the thing, right? I would rather Sega just keep it because, like, Sony. I don't trust Sony with video all games. All they're just going to keep doing is just... I do not it. trust Sony with video games because then it's going to be... Well, it's going to be a PS4 exclusive, meaning it's going to be like even worse than Jet Set Radio Future being an Xbox exclusive. But the thing, most PlayStation games I mean, do PlayStation go to different games, consoles, but, too, like yeah, Xbox but and PS4 Switch. PS4 is like pretty successful, too. Yeah, but it's like... if Yeah, but like I don't want that exclusivity thing, right? Ah, oh, yeah, I understand. That and also the reason. Plus, I just trust Sega more Ooh. with the franchise. Like, Sega. No, is, everybody. All, Sega it. games are really good at, like, being just super charismatic. And, like, whether you like it or not, they're good at marketing. Yeah. And I just don't trust. I just don't trust Sony like that, you know? Except, for, like, when it comes to, like, Team Sonic Racing or something. Um, I've barely seen ads for a lot of Sonic games. Or Team Sonic Racing. But anyway... Remember Sonic reacts to his own game? He he did a Let's Play on it. That was a commercial for a mobile game, for his app game. Yeah, but yeah, anyways, like the only one. The website, the website also has um, a, a video channel. You can, like, watch some YouTube poops that are, like, Jet Set Radio themed. You can even watch, like, Bob Ross episodes from The Joy of Painting, which is really cool. Do you get? Yeah. There's a. You said someone who is playing as Professor K also owns like an that online site. Um yeah. Um, there's also like a an online chat room you can chat with other people who are listening to music, and there's even like a wall you where you can like post like graffiti from the games. It's just an aesthetic thing, but it's cool. Um, could you imagine if Professor K was actually just Wooly, the guy who had the um, Wooly? I love Wooly. Um, he's great. What fucking? I think that. So there is a guy, right, who runs the website. Um, he goes by DJ Professor K. Um, and you know, obviously, like it's not actual DJ Professor K, but it's all in character, and he's really good at it too. Like he has a Twitter account where he's super active, and he retweets a bunch of uh, Jet Set Radio related uh, stuff and art, and it's great. Um. What if it was actually Professor K and we just didn't know that? Honestly, honestly I hope so. I hope that's the case. Um, like, dude, if there was like a radio station where it was Professor K, I'd be listening. I'd be staying on that station. No, all dude, day this long, is that station. Jetsetradio.live is yeah. that station. Idris, I, Idris exactly. I went to the moon and I saw that the entire world was DJ Professor K. And when I asked, it, DJ Professor, it's all DJ Professor K. Always has <laughs> been. <laughs> it's just the Earth. Been. It's just the Earth's face just stretching, and because that's what it does. That's what his model yeah, does. It just like, stretches out. All the earthquakes. <laughs> it's DJ Professor K being really loud. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, him being loud and just stretching his face all up and down and screaming. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a really cool website. Um, and I've been using it a lot. Um, Ooh, let's... Oh, Arthur, we should talk about another thing of Jetson Radio, and that's Jetson Radio Future multiplayer. Oh, okay. Hover. So, what that's about? Jetson Radio Future is again an Xbox exclusive. And while that sucks, there is, however, an alternative. Uh, you could emulate it, but play it sucks. Hover. Oh, no, you could play Hover. Really you could play you Hover. Could, you could play Hover, but that's not Jet Set Radio. So it yeah. sucks. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, get. I, 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 I need to get Hover. Um, but, or you could, you could play Jet Set Radio Future multiplayer. It's a fan game made from scratch. It's a... Uh, it's made in the oh, so like a remake kind of. Uh, yeah, it's a remake um, of Jet Set Radio Future. It has all the levels. It has some brand new like gameplay modes. So like, there's a free roaming mode, which is cool. Um, it has all the characters from the game, um, and you can just like run around and like do tricks and spray paint stuff and uh, run from cops. And it's all multiplayer. There's online multiplayer, um, and it's a lot of fun. I've been trying it out myself. Um, I haven't had anyone to play with, but it's fun. I've been I've enjoyed enjoying it. The quite designs a bit. in Jets, designs in Jets of Radio are the pretty much is a really good highlight. Oh well. yeah, the game's aesthetic is great. I say aesthetic a lot. Especially, uh, I should try to say something else, a different word, because it's starting to get on my nerves how much I say aesthetic. Style. <laughs> Jets of Radio Try saying style. 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 Uh, yeah, that yeah. that might be better. I love I love like characters like Beat and Gum, um, and Tab like and design. Yo Yo. I hate Yo Yo <laughs> because. The heck are you talking about? Well, like I'm kidding. <laughs> I share no, yeah, I, I share I, the I hatred of Yo Yo with a friend who can never. I have a friend who like can never unlock Yo Yo, um, because they just they just can't do it. It's hard. Wait, uh, are you talking about as a character or in, or in the as a character? As a character. Ah, as a character. Um, and it's like, I guess you haven't seen him in future. Then he looks completely. Different. Yeah, they completely redesigned a lot of the characters for future, and I love the redesigns. Yeah. Um, I like anything, any, and, and anything, any like anything, any art I see on Twitter, uh, of gum. I love gum. I will retweet that shit. I don't care. She's great. She's the best fucking character. No, I thought you said me was. No, I never said that. That was a lie. That was not me. That was a clone. That was not me. I would never say that. Um, like her design's so fucking cool though. Um, but anyways, I'm getting distracted. So yeah, Jetset Radio Future multiplayer. It's made in Unity. Um. And it takes advantage of some really bizarre, like, uh, shade shaders. Like, it, it really, like, pushes the limits of your PC. It has, like, weather effects and, like, uh, like advanced shading and whatever. And, like, all this stuff. It's, like... And, like, it's cool, but I'd rather just have it look like the original game. However, the added weather effects are nice. I like those. So I'll leave those on. Um, Yo, but that's about it. Yeah. Yo, uh, Hideki Naganuma made a tweet saying Sonic Rush is still the best 2D Sonic game after Sonic 3 and K. Can't change my mind. I haven't. See, I haven't played Sonic Rush. That's why I don't. I, I, oh, yeah. I've been playing Sonic Rush on my phone emulator. That's kind of the best way to play Sonic Rush. Because. Darn, you're lucky. You're lucky because I have like a GBA emulator that plays Sonic Advance games and the pinball. See, I really like Sonic Advance One. Um, that's one of the better 2D Sonic games in my opinion. Really like that game. What about Sonic Advance Three? Sonic Advance Three is good. It's not. I just don't think it's as good as the original. I don't. I just don't think it's as good as the original Sonic Advance. I really like the original Sonic Advance. Hmm. Kind of reminds me. Of oh that. yeah, and it of course we all know that Sonic Advance Two is not good. Sonic Advance Two, um, 
the level design seems pretty bad, but I haven't yeah. also haven't played it either, so I can't say anything. I have. It's frustrating. It, but what about mechanical? As soon as the second level starts, it's all bottomless pits. Huh. That's funny. But anyway, um, so we more than half an hour in. I think we're like forty-five minutes in. I think. Yeah. So what? 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 What else could we talk about? We got time for one more topic. Let, uh, let's talk about Unreal Engine 5. You guys want to talk about Unreal Engine 5? We can talk about Unreal Engine 5. Idris, you good with that? Yeah, all right, all right. I've so, by Nintendo as well. Recently, uh, they revealed Unreal Engine 5, um, which is a brand new like Unreal Engine. It played the trailer from uh, that one thing, and everybody was bored out of their minds when they just started talking. Um, and I want to talk about this, right? Because, like, this is, like, a lot of the consensus, right? A lot a lot of people um, who talk about Unreal Engine um, are like, oh, why does this matter? Why do real matter? But, like, the thing is, right? That's there's so much more, yeah, in, in Unreal Engine, yeah, that, and Unreal uh, Engine, yeah, and what I've seen from Unreal Engine 5 that they showed us is that there you can like use movie quality assets and models, which is kind of cool, and so you can make games look even more like a Pixar film, you don't have to go full realistic and see. I think that, like, even if, right, like, this makes realistic graphics more popular, I think that heavily stylized games are still going to be around, obviously. Yeah. Even hey, with are, un- uh, Eric, do you bet that the next Kingdom Hearts game will be made with Unreal Engine 5? I mean, probably, because that's, yeah. what, they used to make un- that's what they used to make Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, they again, like, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um... Because, like, there have been, like, heavily stylized games using these way more advanced engines. Like, um, I think that as of right now, Japanese developers have started to get a pretty good handle on how to use uh, the Unreal Engine. Yeah. Like, especially Square Enix. Um, Yeah, actually. Um, But also, like, take Arxis, for example. Like, Square Enix is on one end of the spectrum. Where all of their games look very detailed, right? Yeah, uh, Kingdom Hearts not... Three is like, uh, more, is like a... a lot similar to a Pixar film, while FF Seven is a lot closer to like a a realistic kind of film. Yeah, it has a more cinematic tone with its um, opening. I could even say the same for every other Final Fantasy game that's yeah. come out. They know where it's at when it comes to. Well, but like arc system works is like but using arcs- the engine for like for like animation work and shading. I, um, I think Arxis personally is the like the top dog in in fighting game graphics. Um, we got a game, we got beautiful them. looking games like Guilty Gear Xrd and uh, Dragon Ball Fighters that perfectly capture that that anime style like you can't even tell it's a 3d game most of the time yeah um, and, not that, but recently and then before... and then like strive guilty gear strive is coming out soon and you know whether you love or hate that game's gameplay the visuals are undeniably sick as hell um that yeah. game is just amazing with its with its with its style yeah like and remember that uh, kill a kill game that was made a while ago Oh yeah, that game looked yeah. really good too. Oh, yeah, that, yeah uh, it, it wasn't it made really by Arc System Works, but they are clearly uh, helping some other developers um, and showing them their animation techniques too. Yeah, that game absolutely captures like just the amazing art style of Kill a Kill um, yeah. because that show that show looks great and the game looks almost just as good. Um, but yeah, that's just. And I think that with Unreal Engine 5, um, you know, like, whether or not you like realistic uh, visuals or not, 
that's definitely like... that's definitely gonna give developers way more tools to work with, right? Not only that, but I feel like it's gonna allow like the animation style of Guilty Gear of the Arc System Works fighting games to be able to be applied to more uh, action adventure titles that where you have control of the 3D camera. Uh, again, um... it's hard to animate that type of stuff in like a 3D space compared to a 2D plane. But uh, but the Kill a Kill game was a kind of a test for what they can do. Maybe. Maybe. I'm sure like the, the, the Kill a Kill ifs art style is yeah. definitely like if they want to take like Guilty Gear or any of those like more anime style visuals in a 3D space then like Kill a Kill if is definitely like a, a direction they should look towards. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Arthur. For that, for speaking of on Arc System or Unreal, um, did the, the people of Arc System do even, do even know? Did they even know what they were doing when they were making the Dragon Ball Fighters? Like, did they have any experience with Dragon Ball Fighters um, at all? No, they, they they made a Dragon Ball Z game before for 3DS. Yeah, yeah, they've made like like a Dragon Ball game, right? Um. <laughs> Oh okay, yeah. I'm just ma- I'm just knowing because I it it feels like they're the types of they're the type of people who don't really know much about anime, so they're kind of uh, they're not really they're not really no man. They know like, like yeah, a they shit ton about anime. They made Blaz Blue. They made the Persona Four Arena games. Like, yeah, they know their I shit when it comes to Five Arena. It's like a big rumor too. Like when it comes to like anime anime fighting games like heavily stylized anime uh art styles they know their shit yeah no yeah it looks super detailed um but yeah it's just is arxis arxis good play guilty gear that's my that's my final word on the topic dragon ball fighters all right yeah or dragon ball fighters anything yeah another thing with unreal engine 5 is that lighting too the lighting is yeah, I, and see, like I don't really know any of the technical like buzzwords they used, but yeah, I'm trying. I'm I'm try- I'm uh, currently using Unreal Engine four for a project. Uh, I want to talk you, to you guys about it in the Discord. You you guys are uh, uh, familiar with it, but I've I've been trying to learn Unreal Engine, huh? like and how they use its systems, like procedural texture, like procedural uh, environmental design, as well as uh as well as um stuff like uh lighting effects hmm interesting yeah um but yeah it's just it's cool and good yeah and cool and good um it, it, it's un- gonna make a lot of games it, it's definitely taking advantage of you know using move, more movie quality assets um yeah yeah i'm really excited to see uh yeah. what developers any developer really chooses to well, do with with the, that sort of power yeah and not only that but like unreal let's hope that they get hired also being too. used for like um movies and tv shows like oh, the yeah. mandal like the mandalorian's been using unreal engine I I believe they've been using the Unreal Engine Skybox system. Really? For a set, for background sets. So that means oh. they don't have to travel a lot. Because I actually didn't know TV them. shows used. Well, yeah, Unreal Engine. Well, yeah, Unreal. People are using Unreal Engine for it's like shading system. It's a, That's cool. Yeah, like again, the new Killer Bean series was made <laughs> was rendered in Unreal Engine. You can't. Okay, now actually, it just brought up a very interesting point. Everything does look that up. I want to dis- that I want to talk about. What? If you, you know, there's a lot of talk about people using like Unreal Engine four. Yeah. Um, you know, for these little little side projects. Um, yeah, basically. For some uh, reason, uh, for some reason, people think that putting a realistic model of Mario from Super Smash Bros. Brawl in an open grassy field with photorealistic deer 
If they if you think that is advanced and you think Nintendo should hire that person, I mean, Nintendo, you know, thing, Nintendo Nintendo hire this man. Nintendo hire this man, please. And the thing is, like that joke isn't really relative to Mario because Yoshi's Crafted World actually used Unreal Engine. Yeah, but Yoshi's Crafted World like looks consistent. Yeah. Visuals that complement each other. It has it no, no, but hiring like someone, the whole hiring someone based off of how a game looks—that's that that applies a lot to Sonic now. Because like, you need to hire this fan. You need to hire these fans. Well, because like, I'm like, well, I think there is a lot of promising stuff to come out of the Sonic fan base. Yeah. Um. Like. Okay. Wow. We've been recording for a while now. Yeah. But yeah, then again, the Sonic series kind of knows what Sonic is. For some not really, not really. They're in a, they're I stuck mean, in an identity crisis right now, even um, more so the, than the nineties. But okay, well, let's not get too deep into that. Yeah, that's we like can, a, uh, we can talk about this later. I just need to write this down. Yeah, otherwise the toxic Sonic fans are gonna get up. Oh us. please, we're Sonic fans ourselves. They would yeah. never get toxic towards us. Their own people. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Really. <laughs> I, really. All right. The main, <laughs> really. All right. Look. Really. Th- tell that. Tell that to everybody. Who yeah. Was a Sonic so basically, fan. the big problem with hiring thought... a fan, especially from, especially hiring a Sonic fan to work on Sonic, their re- vision of Sonic is always different. Like no. Oh no no okay but let's okay you know, let's also... save this for when we do talk yeah, about that because yeah, eventually we have a lot to talk about actually. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be recording a lot more. Um, yeah. This episode was really long. I'm looking at the fucking recording time. We've been at it for like what fifty minutes. <laughs> it's quite a bit. Yeah. Um. So let's just end it off here. Um. All any right. final words before we before we head out? Yeah. I I do, I do. I just want to take this time and say that dur- during this whole pandemic, how about how things have been happening for quite some while. We're all isolated in our um, homes, you know, just playing our video games and hanging out, Watching contacting people um, through this never-ending, yeah, during this never-ending pandemic. Let's just hope that we gamers and other video gaming industries out there are well and healthy at the, in their own homes, away from everybody else. And just remember, they're not robots. They also need to survive no, like us humans, it. too. And we don't want to end up like, and we don't want to end up like everybody else who has gotten caught with it. One, for example, um, we've been losing so many voice actors, Rick like May. the general, who the per- the guy who played Peppy, the general from uh, Soldier. Yeah. We yeah. lost him due to the virus. Yeah, Soldier. We lost him dur- due to the virus, and it'd be a shame if we got somebody else, if somebody else had been caught with it. So everybody who is watching, just be careful, make sure to wash your hands and just where re- where the resources you need to actually survive against the virus. We don't want to lose the human race that no. that quickly, and we shouldn't blame each other for it either. And what? I am, That's some good fucking words. Not even I gonna lie. Final words too. Since we're all in this pandemic together, we should use our time in this pandemic because we don't have a lot of class time or work time to work on our passion projects and to work on skills like. Photoshop, Unreal Engine, Adobe Animate, Premiere Pro, all that stuff. Use the time in quarantine to the fullest. Use it to learn stuff. You can like you can spend an entire the entire time in quarantine learning C plus and C sharp. Like bet Remember yeah. to just keep using your yeah. brain. Don't lose that. You just gotta keep focused. Don't forget to do stuff otherwise it's not going to be easy for you during this like cold yeah. and dark time it's Go ahead, yeah it. make sure every day is big brain time okay just and while you're at it yeah. oh wait sorry no no go ahead go ahead i'm done and while and while you're at it make sure to support your local businesses order a pizza order 10 pizzas eat them all by yourself if you're lonely not- go to no, like we're not sponsored by, we're sponsored by dollar shave club <laughs> okay. 
No, yeah, just make sure to eat something too, because you know there are still make sure out restaurants there that are open, keep they're getting affected a lot too. Yeah, uh, movie theaters that's hard. Uh, just oh, because you know. Oh, remember they're also yeah. putting Scoop on digital yeah. now. So I'm I'm so mad at either. Scoop. All right, the guy says dick. All right, and what the hell is with that? Oh it's a God. kids movie. It's Dick Dastardly. That's you a character in the Wacky say Racers. Dick um, in a kid's but That's movie? his name. It's. I know. But I know. Scooby Doo says Rick. I'm kidding. Get it? Because oh it's Rick. It's 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 a big joke. And yeah. you know, like even while you're indoors, you know what you can do if you want to learn and play video games at the same time? Play some educational games. <laughs> play some chess. Play Sonic Riders. Play fighting games. Play Guilty Gear. Play Skullgirls. Play Mario plus fun. Rabbids. Can I you actually laugh? wanted to talk about Skullgirls because it because it's like it made it into Evo, but I'll talk about that next time. Oh yeah. Play Mario Odyssey. Play some. Just get, play yeah, video games. games. Stay, stay inside. Play Luigi's Mansion Three. Stay safe. And as always, stay good, nerds. All right. Stay good, nerds. You gotta say the line, Emmett. Stay good, boils and girls and nerdos. Okay, good. And if you don't, and if you don't do that, we're gonna turn you into <laughs> we're a. We're gonna goomba. goomba stomp you at your asses. Yep, you heard it here goomba. first, folks. All right. That's All not right. a threat. I'm sorry. That's it. Stay good. My phone is really hot. Jesus Christ. <laughs> People are going to no. be... I mean, it's heating up. Shut up.